The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Rising to the Occasion. Very happy to be here bringing you guys another episode. We're going to talk about a lot. We're going to dive into all kinds of sports because we're going to talk about college football, NFL. We've got to get to the NBA because All-Star Weekend is coming upon us very quickly. We're very excited for that. And, of course, some some news in the UFC as well that we're going to touch on. So all of this stuff. But, of course, I've got my co-host, Jeremy, here with me tonight. Jeremy, how are we doing, man? Doing pretty good. It's been a it's been a long week, and it's only midway through the week, that's for sure. But, I mean, just looking at what we got tonight, obviously, like you said, we're going to be talking about college football, NFL, NBA, UFC. Then um, we're going to be – I know, like you mentioned before, right before we went live, that we're going to be adding something at the tail end. But I'm not going to jump to the conclusion. So, guys, just got to stick around. I'm going to cut the chit-chat, and let's get rolling with it. Yeah, man. I, I mean, just looking around – pretty much i want to say around the league but around and just the sports world uh, yeah. it, it's really hard because we're trying to squeeze in so much that's going on in a couple that are now in the off season and then of course we've got to still touch on things like the nba which we haven't been able to touch on much mm-hmm. uh you know our next episode we're gonna have, have to make sure that we hop on talk more about the nhl and keep up with that because we haven't been keeping up with that here pretty soon we're gonna have to get into the mlb uh, so that's, that's right around the corner uh, college baseball starting this week. Uh, so that's really exciting news. Softball like started last week. So that. that was a lot of fun. My Sooners are three and oh, and I believe 57 straight dubs. So man, it's, it's an exciting time right now, even though it's this, you know, kind of depressing that, uh, the, both the NFL and college football are done now. So no more football, but still plenty to talk about. But before we get too far, we want to first mention a sponsor of ours that we love so dearly. And that is SeatGeek. We have to talk about our friends over at SeatGeek because if you're a fan of live events, whether it's sports, music, or theater, you know how challenging it can be to get the right tickets at the right price and finding them at the right place. That's where SeatGeek comes into play because with a seamless mobile experience, it doesn't get any simpler than, than SeatGeek because you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. But it gets even better because SeatGeek also makes it very easy for you to find great deals and great tickets because they grade every ticket from red to green based on their value to help you immediately find the best seats to fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can you can shop securely with and with a complete peace of mind, knowing that for one, all of your information is completely secure, and on top of that. It's going to your ticket is going to to scan in whenever you go to the front door, so you don't have to worry about. Man, is this going to work? Uh, did I get a, a Did I get scammed? No, you don't have to worry about that with SeatGeek. Now we love SeatGeek so much that we've teamed up with up with them to get you an amazing offer. You can use our code R two T O at checkout, and boom, you'll get twenty dollars off immediately. Right there, $20 off your next ticket purchase. That's right. Just download the SeatGeek app or visit SeatGeek.com and pick out those perfect tickets and enter that promo code R2TO for an awesome $20 off. SeatGeek, life's an event, and they have your tickets. All right, now let's get on with the show. Let's jump into first talking about college football. Jeremy, you know, uh, I'm, I, of course, I think Blake and I are the bigger college football fans. And then, uh, you know, of course, you'd be like the, our, our our resident uh, NHL hockey fan. Um, you've gotten into college football, especially this this year, being yeah. around us so much. Uh, yeah. So, you know, me, me living back in Sioux City again and us being around each other, we I, I can tell that, that that love is definitely kindled in you. The season's over, but there's still plenty of news because we've got oh, yeah. a huge move over at Ohio State. Uh, it's almost like we've heard that before, 
because they've been attacking the transfer portal. Now they're bringing in a new coach. They've got Chip Kelly coming over, the guy who's known for being an Oregon uh, national champion. Uh, so he went over to Oregon, did amazing with them, did all kinds of stuff with them, uh, and, and bringing them to, to a national champion uh, a championship and, and doing so well with Oregon. He moved on to the Eagles, didn't do so well there in the NFL, so he's maybe st- take back. a step back, go back to college football. He was with the UCLA Bruins, and I don't know exactly what all went on. I know there's a lot of speculation of maybe the Bruins, maybe UCLA didn't have uh, his back on some things that he wanted them to have his back on. Uh, And there's all kinds of speculation of why he would do this, but he takes a step back from being a head coach to be an offensive coordinator for Ohio State. Now, we talk about all of the transfers that they've brought in, but what do you make of now adding an amazing offensive mind like Chip Kelly to bring him in as your offensive coordinator for Ohio State. My thing is, this is a monumental thing for the Ohio State University. <laughs> you got to get it right because if, if we don't, one, your wife's going to be upset, and two, a lot of our listeners are going to be really upset because we're not adding the Ohio State University. But, I mean, adding Chip Kelly to your resume and your roster, that is a monumental move. And like you mentioned, Chip Kelly, just last year, he led Oregon to a national championship. And, unfortunately, it didn't go the way that he wanted it. Then, um, looking at this perspective, it's definitely something you – can't hang her head up against look at just what he was obviously able to bring and now adding to another really really big time school here and like you mentioned getting all the recruits that you guys are getting for four star five star recruits and this isn't no slouch of a school here it's not like you're going to like a a d2 or a d3 school and trying to turn them around this is the ohio state university you're talking about here like you think of all the monumental players of We've just been recently talking about – I can just list off – I'll just list off one, and we've talked about a lot. Marvin Harrison Jr., I know he's not going to be there, but still – With with them attacking the transfer portal, getting all these Alabama players that they did. Yeah, uh, They got Isaiah Bond, and then they brought in Julian Sayan, a quarterback. They also have um, Will Howard coming in at at the quarterback position, who I think is a step up. They've added so much. Oh, and then uh, uh, Quinchon Judkins, another guy running back from from Ole Miss that they bring in. So, I mean, just all of the roster talent that they brought in. And, of course, I'm confused. I need to look into this. This is something that just came into my mind that I haven't had the the chance to look at yet. But uh, I know that they talked – they brought something up about bringing Bill O'Brien in. Now, I don't know if he left, and that's why Chip Kelly comes in. But I thought Bill O'Brien was their offensive coordinator that they just hired. And so I was really confused when I heard this news, and I thought, ah, it's probably fake. That's why we're just now bringing this up. But just huge news. Uh, but, you know, think of uh, – he, he's taking a pay cut, and he's also taking a step back. When, when you think of the term, uh, you know, uh, offensive coordinator, it's not as, uh, as prestige as a head coach, obviously. Right. But, I mean, what do you think could have gone into that decision to take a step back and go over to Ohio State, taking a pay cut to go to Ohio State? And uh, end up being an offensive coordinator over here. What do you what do you think was a part of that decision? There definitely had to be something. Like obviously, I know way before anything was officially set in stone. You all know between whether it's face to face or via Zoom or whatever the situation is. There, you know, there had to be a lot of talk to get Chip Kelly to step down and get into an offensive coordinator position, like we're all used to seeing Chip Kelly just doing his thing and just controlling everything here now. But now that Chip Kelly's being an offensive coordinator in this situation, I, 
I really don't necessarily I don't know how you even convinced Chip Kelly to to do it. it it's definitely mind boggling to me. I mean, like I was telling you, this this Ohio State team, this is going to be a stellar team this upcoming season. But Josh, I want to ask you this question. I know we talk about a lot of key players coming into Ohio State. Do you look at this team now like you? We've seen other teams like in different sports, like say for the NBA example, you just load up on complete firepower and star talent do you think this is going to be a team that's going to roll over everybody or are is this going to be a team that's going to be on i wouldn't say on the fence but they're going to be fighting tooth and nail a little bit to scratch out a win just because i think it, it could go either way realistically here well we, we've talked about how crazy it is that ryan day could be on the hot seat that that just seems you know? crazy to me that you could be an 11 win coach and, and be on the hot, hot seat. seat but he is and it's not it's it's not hidden from the public that he's on the hot seat. No, no, as crazy no. as it is, he is, and it's because he couldn't beat Michigan. Now Harbaugh's out the door. Uh, you've got some big dogs coming in. You've got guys like okay, so I th- I do think Oregon is still going to be very tough. I think Oregon, right. Dan Lanning has them together. I think they they're going to be. be pretty tough. But Washington loses their coach, uh, and, and so you know Kalen DeBoer's not there anymore. Uh, and then now UCLA, another tough team. They were looking pretty good last year. They're not going to look as tough anymore without no. chip kelly and you also took chip kelly uh and then if, i think they've had a lot of roster turnover as well like dante moore going over to oregon another yeah. head scratching move to me but uh yeah i mean i i look at ohio state so not only do they go out and do this uh they, they get an offensive coordinator but not just any offensive coordinator it is chip kelly the guy who changed uh you know who changed the nfl whenever he went to, to uh, coach in the for the eagles he changed the nfl quite a bit in, in terms of of the offensive play uh, he wasn't the only one, but he's one of them that definitely made a monumental change there. And so you you bring in Chip Kelly, who is an, an incredible offensive mind as an offensive coordinator. Not only does this free up Ryan Day to focus on more head coaching duties, but you also bring in a great talent like Chip Kelly. So yeah. this is like a win-win. Uh, and then on top of that, another win. So you've got win-win-win because you take away from UCLA and what they had in a head coach. Uh, I, I'm really interested, though, to see what ends up coming about his decision to go over to Ohio state. Maybe this is a way for him to just step back and, and he just doesn't want the, the stress and the, the, the Could hassle be. of being Never a head know. coach, but as yeah. an offensive coordinator, you're still going to have to deal with things like uh, personnel and you're going to have to do recruiting man. and stuff like that. So uh, there's, there's still a lot that he's going to have to do that he would have done as a head coach. So I'm really confused on why he would have made this move, but very excited to see, uh, what this happens or what what happens with Ohio State, but yeah, to answer your question though, I do think if you don't if you don't make it to the national championship game this year, and I know you, we're going to move to a 12, uh, 12 team playoff, and we're going to talk about that in here in just a moment too. But with a twelve team playoff, I, I know you're going to have more games to get there. But if you don't make it to the national championship, I won't say you have to win it. But man, if you don't make it to the national championship with this roster and now adding Chip Kelly, I don't know what to tell you, man. You it might you like might just be out the season. door. I, I yeah. don't know I don't know how you're on the hot seat being as good as you are. Uh but then you add on the fact that you are. Now you add all this talent, so the expectations are even higher and you don't make it there, I, I just don't see how this isn't like a, maybe not necessarily that you're fired, but they're, we're going to find a way to make sure that you mutually part ways. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I mean, how about you? Do you, do you think Ohio state's that team to beat this year? I mean, 
you said some pretty good key pieces. Like, obviously, Harbaugh's not with Michigan. UCLA is losing a lot of things. I mean, outside of that, I mean, this is almost like, I wouldn't say a get-out-of-jail-free card here, but, I mean, this is definitely a almost like, I wouldn't say a buy just for Ohio State and just rolling through this year. I mean, take it for granted. I don't necessarily know what their entire season looks like for this upcoming year. I can't remember it. But, I mean, looking at this, if you don't make that 12-team playoff, I would honestly look at this season as – I'm not trying to sound disrespectful, but I would look at it as a joke for this kind of season for – all the talk that you got that you would do to get these four or five star recruits and all these transfer portal kids. If you don't make that playoff, you, you need to do a lot of thinking and considerations to think what we can do to, to talk the talk. But well, uh, here's, here's their schedule for you. Cause you brought it up. So I had to make sure to look it up. Okay. Uh, Akron, Western Michigan, um, Marshall. Um, let's see. Let me double check on all those, all three of those at home. So Ohio State doing what when, Ohio State does when, best, and when. keep all of keep all of your uh, your easy games even at home. So pretty much yeah. just stay at home all season. So Eight-walk. so yeah. So we've got uh, Akron, Western Michigan, Marshall, and then you go to Michigan State, who has been a dumpster fire recently. Yeah, uh, and then back at home against Iowa, at Oregon. So that's going to be a tough one. That's going to be a really fun game to watch. That will at be. Oregon on October twelfth. Let's let's keep that one in the books. Uh, and then we've got uh, back at home for uh, against Nebraska, and then at Penn State, that's probably going to be. That I would imagine a... has to be the whiteout game, right? Yeah, uh, they kind of screwed it up last year because I think they did the whiteout game against Iowa. Yeah. Um, but then you've got back at home against Purdue at Northwestern, uh, back at home versus Indiana, and then back at home again versus Michigan. So. This not, could not, be like not a-, a cupcake schedule all the way through, but you've got a lot of cupcakes in there. Yeah. So with all of the cupcakes that you've got, so let's say, uh, let's see, we've got Michigan, and at Penn State, and at Oregon. Those are your three tough, t- tough games that you've got to really pay attention to. Then you've got a couple others like Iowa and Nebraska who could possibly upset you if they're feeling lucky. We're going to have to see what those two teams give yeah. you uh, this upcoming season, to yeah. my knowledge. Kirk Ferentz still hasn't named an offensive coordinator, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to think about them right now. But You can yeah, never I, know what I was thinking. I just have to think, Ohio State has to be the front runner. Um, you yeah, think, with that schedule. I, yeah, with that that kind of a schedule, and then looking at what they've been able to do and piece together over their, uh, on their team. Um, but let's look over at the college football uh, committee. The, the college football board... Uh, is supposed to vote. I believe it is February 20th. I didn't mark that date down, so uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but on uh, February 20th is when they're expected to vote on what was supposed to be a, uh, it would be a six plus six playoff, is now going to move to a five plus seven, which this, this, I mean, so I didn't understand how this would be a whole lot different for some other teams uh, I think this makes the most sense, but with the Pac-12 now not being a complete conference, they're not a Power Five conference. So why would you have five conference and then a sixth uh, bid? But instead, now with this, this would be four conference and two bids. Um, so now you've got the Power Four. So you've got the SEC, ACC, uh, Big Ten, and Big Twelve. So those are your four main conferences. Yeah. Those four top uh, top four uh, the, the top four 
conference championship champions are going to have a, a lock into the playoffs and those top four, it may not necessarily, uh, based on this, this model, I don't think that they necessarily get, uh, the bye week but the top four champions get a bye week So that okay. could be a Mac champion. Um, yeah. but so now you've got one of those four and then another conference champion that get locked into the playoffs. So that's five now instead of six, something that the, the, the crane and company guys brought up that I didn't really think of this favors a team like Notre Dame, who is an independent that may have been bid out of the playoffs just because they're not in a conference because there's only six other teams to choose from. If, yeah. if it was the if it was five if it was a six conference champions and six uh, at large, yeah. then you're sitting there and, and Notre Dame may be at a tough spot. But now there's seven. It's going to be pretty hard to leave a Notre Dame if they if they go on and win ten games, eight ten games. Yeah, maybe. yeah, ten games. I feel like if you're if you're sitting at nine wins. It's probably not not so uh, not not very uh, 50, 50 heavy in your favor, yeah. but at 10, 10 and two, I think Notre Sounds Dame like stands a, a much better chance of getting in than they did with only six teams. So now they've got seven; te- they could be one of seven teams. But overall, uh, this is going to be voted on. I think this is the right move to make it five and seven. Now that you only have four uh, four power conferences, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you feel about them them voting? Do you think it should should lock in at that five and seven, uh, or do you think it should be? kept at six and six i think the five and seven makes a lot better of a like at first one there's no power five anymore so (laughs) no no there's not the power five is gone i mean like 12 is out the window yeah pac 12 left last year we we sent them off on the other side of the san andreas fault and and set that off and they're just out there they're out yeah i mean you you hear the the background music the hey 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 goodbye (laughs) uh uh you hear that playing in the background but i mean before like when you before you explained it to me, I was kind of like, wait a minute, seven and five. I'm like, okay, like I get that still makes 12. But then once you actually explain it to me a little bit, it, it makes a lot more sense just because it, it gets that opportunity. Like I'm not saying just because of Notre Dame and um, them being their own. I mean, it's definitely one thing to to get in that stipulation and perspective to where you can make it or you get that 50, 50 coin flip odds that to where you're just trying to squeeze by in that situation. But now that them doing this, it's, I wouldn't say it's more necessarily fair, but it's more, um, it's more strongly shown to where you have a greater capability to where you can make the situation. And I know you said it the best. That could definitely be a big monumental thing for Notre Dame in that situation. We've we've known to see Notre Dame put on really really good seasons. Yeah, and- I think I think it just makes sense that they are the one that probably benefits from this the most because yeah. without a conference championship game, you don't have that one extra game to bump yourself in. And not only that, but you can't win a conference and be locked in. Uh, and so, now make it, man, yeah. now you're so. I mean, if if you're one of the power four conferences, ACC, SEC, Big Ten, and Big Twelve, if you're one of those four and you win the conference, you're pretty much locked in. So that's 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 a given. And then of course, with the next highest, so whether it be a Sun Belt or MAC uh, or the AAC, it, the next highest uh, ranked uh, uh, conference champion would also be locked in. 
So now we've got seven other teams to choose from. And uh, I, I believe I haven't really read a whole lot on this. I believe this will be another kind of like the committee would vote in. Uh, it'd be, be kind of similar to that if, I, if, if I'm uh, correct on that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think this is, this is a lot of fun. I'm really excited for the 12-team playoff. It means more college football and yeah, more, more meaningful college football at that. And I think it's also going to, as, as sad as it is, it's going to mean less bowl games. I think the bowl games are going to start to die off uh, because who wants to sit there and watch a bowl game that doesn't mean anything when there's all of these other bowl games that are part of a playoff system. I think those are going to be held to a much higher standard. Uh, and so th- that's one thing. So that's a little sad. Maybe we don't have necessarily more football, but we have more meaningful football. So the 12 team playoff, I am excited for it in that, in that regard uh, and, and parody. Why not? Why not throw parody in there? I think that's a good thing for the sport. Yeah. Um, so overall, uh, yeah, I mean, with, with this five plus seven, it, it only makes sense. I was wondering what they would do since there was the pac 12 kind of right. crumbling off over there, but yeah. let's jump onto the NFL real quick because we mm. got to talk about my guy, Baker Mayfield. I keep on checking every, uh, every day to make sure that he hasn't signed yet. And it's, it's known that the Buccaneers want to resign him before free agency hits. Uh, they have made that pretty clear, pretty evident. Uh, and looking at, at what they, they did with Baker Mayfield this season, you, you can't blame them for wanting to sign him back. Um, but there's rumors of the Falcons uh, and the Broncos. There's a few other teams that were thrown in there, but it seems like the Falcons and Broncos are two that are really pressing. They really want to, to have Baker in, the, in their door. Uh, do you see either either of those teams or any other team that really catches your eye for Baker, or do you think the Bucks should resign him? The Bucks need to re-sign Baker, in my opinion. Uh, you look at what Baker Mayfield did this past season. He brought a Tampa Bay team that was used to seeing Tom Brady and just lights out, just performing at full 100% capability. And now Baker Mayfield gets his feet rolling with them. I understand it took a little bit of time to get – the full Baker Mayfield effect. I mean, you can only get so much a shake and bake, but I mean, looking at this perspective for Baker Mayfield, this season alone was easily without a doubt, his best, best career that he had in the NFL. And looking at it, the Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be stupid in my opinion, if they didn't re-sign him. Just because, I mean, you look at what Tampa Bay has on their roster, obviously having, uh, having Mike Evans, then, um, you got so much other lethal weapons that you can launch like out. Godwin. To. Yeah, Chris uh, I think Rashad White is a, is a really good back. I think he can work into that role. Who knows? Maybe you even go and get another uh, running back. Yeah. I was uh, going to say Leonard Fournette, but I yeah. mean, looking at just looking at Tampa Bay, I mean, <sighs> Baker Mayfield, to me, it just seems like his rightful home is with Tampa Bay. And just looking at what he did this season, having the perfect game, having the the perfect game to where he didn't throw anything bad, and just for what he was able to do in the postseason, I understand it didn't go the way that any any Baker Mayfield fan or any Tampa Bay fan wanted it to go. But I mean, still, what Baker Mayfield was able to do this year was a real, real good step into his career going into the NFL here, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. You were, you were only a couple of plays away from making the NFC championship game. That's, that's right. the crazy thing about this. It's not like if it they would have been able to beat the lions. They were going to the NFC championship game. I mean, that's, that's incredible from a team that nobody expected to do much this year for a team that was 
trying to figure it out for most of the season. Uh, and it doesn't, didn't really seem like they really figured it out until the last quarter of the season, maybe the last third. Um, but especially into the playoffs, it seems like, it seemed like they really got it together, got everything mm-hmm. figured out. Uh, and, and so, you know, that, that was just, that was a really, really, uh, tough situation for them to start the season off in the defense finally get it, got everything rolling as well. I feel like in the, in the last half of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so with this offense rolling the way it was with Baker, I, I, I totally agree. And that's, that's one thing too. If they do end up signing Baker, they're going to get a new Jersey sale very quickly after that, because I, I already mentioned I needed to swap out the, the Browns Jersey in the studio. This ain't uh, for, no dog pound anymore. Yeah. No more dog pound Jersey. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll retire that one uh, and, and put that one. Uh, to to get use in the in the burn barrel, um, but <laughs> no, I just I I couldn't respect the the Browns anymore for what they did to him. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Though I, I think I think that's the best option. I really don't want him to go to the Broncos. Uh, Samaj P Ryan and Marvin Mims were over at the Broncos. Me as being an Oklahoma fan, of course, I'm gonna yeah. kind of follow those guys over, and I don't like them being there. Uh, no. I don't know what it is. I just I don't like. I don't like the Broncos. Uh, you know, just a, as a whole right now, it's just it's hard to it's hard to root for them. I mean, you um, look at the Broncos roster. I mean, all you got was Cortland Sutton, uh, Samaja Yeah, yeah you, you got some, but it's just I don't. I just don't like that franchise right now with what they're putting together. I mean, you you couldn't figure it out with Russell Wilson. I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know if it was an ego thing. I have no idea. I don't want to speculate too much, but uh, yeah, I mean, with Russell Wilson, I think that kind of made me because because I, I used to like the Broncos, uh, especially you know like. When Peyton Manning went there and did what he did, I, I, I was rooting for him. You just like listening just, to say Omaha, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I did like listening to Omaha. <laughs> Omaha. Um, no, it's just, I, I just don't like what they've been doing recently, and it's just not working. Uh, and they're just a painful organization to watch. I don't like adding Sean Payton as your coach. Um, but let, let's jump over to some more news, uh, not necessarily NFL news, but definitely something that we wanted to bring uh, to the light of people who haven't already heard. Uh, there was a, a tragic uh, shooting that happened in Kansas City during the parade. I don't know exactly the timing of all of it. Uh, I hadn't really looked a whole lot into it, but the last I saw, there was uh, at least one killed uh, and somewhere around 20 people injured. And uh, I, I guess Horrible. they did take either two or three into custody. I saw multiple reports, multiple numbers. Um, and so all of these numbers may be different uh, by the time you're seeing here or hearing this. Um, but uh, just hearts uh you know our, our hearts are out for everyone affected uh and, and and for kansas city as a whole the search the city uh and you know and and prayers out to the families that are affected too mm-hmm. uh it's this is this is really frustrating um because jeremy and i uh, and I, I i think i can speak for blake too even though he's not here with us all of us second amendment guys uh we we, we do stand by that and and we we enjoy those kind of freedoms in in our country and it's it's moments like this that hurt that right, um, but then it also it, it's not just our right that it's hurting. It's the fact that you're hurting so many in the community. You're hurting so many families. A, a, mo- a moment that was supposed to be completely joyous Happy. and it was supposed to be nothing but 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 complete happiness and celebration for a team becoming a dynasty, winning a Super Bowl, a back to back champion team. That's what this was supposed to be about, and you turned it around to be a disaster uh, and to be a tragedy. Uh, and, and so to the people that, that did this, um, I, I think you are scum, and I don't, I don't think you deserve 
a place in our in our society anymore. No. I don't. Um, and, and so uh, if the if one of the three people or even all three of them uh, that they, they took into custody are the ones, uh, I hope they're I hope they're punished um, as they should be because this was terrible. Uh, and, and I hate to see something like this happening, especially in a time that's supposed to be celebration. I know we can only say so much, but I'm going to keep it PG. Whoever did this, whether like Josh just mentioned, it's one person, three people, or whatever the situation is, karma is going to come and bite you in the butt just because this is literally a gathering, celebration, moment of happiness for an organization that has been proven i shouldn't say been proven but got told there's no way you can come back and win this and like the one thing that i truly love especially listening from patrick mahomes and um and andy Rees at in the celebration locker room we're not done yet then we're gonna keep we're gonna keep fighting and clawing up and now you get to this moment where you won the super bowl and you're bringing it back home you're celebrating with everybody and this is supposed to be a moment of happiness and pure celebration. And now this is a complete moment of terror and scarness and emotion to where you, you should not be, you, you, I, I'm a loss for words for this entire situation is because I, I heard about it, but I didn't get to see the full, um, the full story. And I didn't realize it was a shooting. I thought it was, um, I thought somebody had initially maybe got trampled or something else, but when you when you brought it to me that this was yeah, a shooting, when we were preparing is whenever you found out like oh man this is serious yeah um, yeah I mean it's it's just what has to go through your your brain in in these kind of this. moments too that you would do this to totally innocent people right there in the open and then just I I know that they weren't going to try to stop at one. No. And so I just, I don't know what is mentally wrong with you. Um, but for, for those who, who may see something, uh, it, that that's something, you know, I think I know our, our company always kind of says this to us. We, they always say, if you see something, say something. Uh, and, and that's true. I mean, if you, if you see suspicious behavior, do something about it. Um, you know, and, and I'm glad that this was, was, handled uh, before it seems like it turned into too much of a bloodbath but it's just yeah. it's it sucks uh and and i hate this for the city of kansas city um right now when they're supposed to be they're supposed to be cheering they're supposed to be celebrating and, and they have to deal with this uh and and th that sucks that sucks uh, and it takes away from the team and what they did too and, it, and it's uh, not only that i mean it just uh, the bigger picture too somebody's life was taken from from an, an idiot uh, that should have never had their hands uh, on a firearm. So I'm, I'm, no. I, I, I guess we can just wrap this up by saying our, our hearts and, and our prayers are out for the city, uh, for the organization, mm -hmm. for those who are in the crowd, um, for all the fans that now uh, have been affected, and to the families, to the friends uh, who are affected by this too. No. Um, it's It's terrible. But uh, let, let's go ahead and move on. I guess try to try to bounce away. It's it's always tough bringing situations like this up yeah, on air. It is um, because it's it's we're, we're trying to be lighthearted and we're trying to have fun. Uh, and, and so you know that's 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 the other thing to it. Not not the biggest part. Not the biggest deal in the world. But here we are trying to have fun and talk sports with other sports fans. 
and you take it away from us uh, that, that we can't just enjoy ourselves. Uh, and so we have to bring stuff like this up. So, mm -hmm. uh, but let's, let's jump over to the NBA because we're going to talk about uh, some things over in the NBA. We're going to talk about uh, what's going on over there. And guess what? We've got NBA all-star weekend coming up too. But before we get too far, we have to first mention another sponsor of ours because it is an amazing sponsor and it is a delicious sponsor. Ooh. It is factor factors, delicious, ready to eat meals, uh, make it very easy and they make it better every day. They make every day so much easier on you uh, because whatever tomorrow or where, wherever tomorrow takes you, uh, you can be prepared with chef crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options per week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and so much more. There's even more to enjoy with 55 nutrition packed add-ons that make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals, uh, they're, they're very fast to, to, to warm up. Uh, you pop a couple of holes in the top of the film, pop it in the microwave, and you can fuel up fast with these fa factors. Restaurant-quality meals that are ready, uh, and you can heat them up where, and eat them wherever you are. Uh, the, all the add-ons that I mentioned, too, there's snacks, smoothies, and so much more. You can discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday uh, bites, and so much more. Uh, not only that, but you think about Factor and how amazing they are because we've used Factor for quite some time now, uh, and we absolutely love them. The, they're so much more delicious than you would ever imagine out of a pre-packed meal. I mean, mm -hmm. it's all packed up, and you think it's just a packaged, processed meal. It's not. It's it's they're extremely delicious. delicious. Every single one of their meals uh, I've enjoyed, other than than the uh, the vegan ones. I'm just not a huge the fan vegan of the chili. vegan ones. I'm just not a vegan, okay? Yeah. Um, I like my meat. I like to if have you guys that. see my gut. I'm not a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I like to throw some chicken in there at least for me. Um, but no, they're they're still delicious. I, I've I've heard from from vegan friends and uh, people who have used it that they like the vegan option. So if you're a vegan, all the power to you, uh, mm -hmm. and, and go check them out. They are very very delicious. But they another are. thing on top of that, not only are they so good, they're also they're they're a great way to save because we've mm -hmm. done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout. And every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for these fast, uh, fast meals and trying to save money at the same time. Um, but guys, you, you don't have to just listen to us talk about Factor. You can head over to factormeals.com slash rising250 and use that code rising250 and get yourself 50% off your first box and You'll get two free wellness shots per box while that subscription is active. That's right. You heard us right. You can use the code RISING250. That's R-I-S-I-N-G-T-O-5-0 at factormeals.com slash RISING250. And you can get yourself 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while that subscription is still active. So go check them out, guys. An amazing deal. You do not want to miss out on this. And I promise you, Factor is the way to go. Um, but let's go ahead and get back to the action, Jeremy, because we're going to talk about the NBA mm -hmm. all-star weekend, all kinds of fun stuff going on there. But first I want to bring something up uh, because this was brought to my attention. Uh, apparently there's been a lot of rumors. There was, there were a lot of rumors before the trade deadline and all this. And uh, before we're getting up to the trade deadline, I should say that, you know, the, the, the Lakers were possibly looking to trade off LeBron and see what, what they could get in return. And so they were kind of shopping around. It was then later on brought up to the media. Nope. LeBron's off the market. That was just a rumor. We are mm -hmm. not interested 
in trading LeBron. Yeah. But I see now that uh, it's it, we were told that the Warriors tried to make a bid for LeBron James at the trade deadline. Uh, so uh, th- I'll go ahead and just read this article here. It says, uh, over this 24-hour window prior to the trade deadline Thursday that included owner-to-owner conversations, the Gold- Golden State Warriors made an unsuccessful bid to convince the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James to consider a trade to pair him with longtime rival Steph Curry. The Warriors were eagle, or eager to present a package deal to L.A., but neither the Lakers nor LeBron James were willing to explore a potential blockbuster. Uh, so, you know, just looking at this, what they were trying to do was to bring LeBron into Golden State and pair him with Steph Curry. I would have to imagine that you wouldn't want to get rid of Clay Thompson. That's just me. Maybe you get rid of him in this blockbuster deal. You're going to have to get rid of a, a lot to, in order to get LeBron James. But, I mean, were we robbed of possibly the greatest duo of all time? (laughs) I think so. I mean, like you said, you'd obviously have to give away a lot to get LeBron onto the Golden State roster. But if there's one person that I'm going to substitute Klay Thompson to get rid of, I'm saying this with, with a passion, get rid of Draymond Green. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, to, yeah. See, you're you're saying just a sacrifice, not not having to get rid of him. Yeah, just a yeah. straight sacrifice. Yeah, like, yeah. Here get, you go. get rid of Draymond. Here you go. Uh, he's, he's washed up and uh, just likes to to create too much drama. Anyways, oh let's get rid gosh. of him. That's all. That's all. It just seems like with what you see with the Gold State Warriors, it's just Draymond Green sticking his nose into somewhere that he shouldn't, and just getting suspensions, getting in trouble and just making a complete mockery out of himself and his career in the NBA. I mean, at first I liked Draymond Green as a basketball player, but once he started getting into trouble, just like a lot of people, they're going to veer away from, they're going to veer away from that kind of a guy who's just going to keep causing trouble and trouble. But I mean, if you were to get LeBron James and Steph Curry on the same team outside of an all-star game, that would be, monumental just 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 because the thing Steph's shooting ability second to none if not the best shooter in the league then you add the thunderous LeBron James and what he's able to do his no look ability talents and know where key players are and his able to what feels like every time he gets a he gets a breakaway he's gonna break the backboard I mean his his strength and his IQ alone in the NBA is second to none. I mean, my thing is, though, Josh, I know we've seen other teams in the past try and stack up on key players. For example, like, say, uh, James Harden, Russell Westbrook. I was almost going to say Russell Wilson. Um, I've done that plenty of times, yeah, too, with, with Russ. Think Kyrie Irving, and, like, you get these – Stack teams where you have t- almost too much talent. Do you think if that were to occur, do you think that would be another situation like that, or do you think it would be different? Yeah, I mean, it's. It, it, I think if you were to get LeBron and Steph on the same side, Are you that could be so dangerous because too? LeBron. Let's not let's not act like LeBron's not top 
top three for sure. If you really want to throw in the discussion, no. um, you know, maybe, you know, you, you can't argue that he's one of the top three best athletically able uh, NBA players of all time. I think he has an argument for being one of or like possibly the best athletic, athletically able. Um, I, I just don't name him the best of all time, the greatest of all time. Yeah. But you you pair him and everything that he's able to do with Steph Curry and his three point shooting, his his ball handling, his uh you know his his passing ability, his basketball IQ. I don't I don't know how you stop that duo. I really don't. I don't think there's a way to stop it. Uh, so I mean you've got LeBron who can play lockup D uh, and go down and, and and posterize just about anybody on the court. Yeah, doing everything that he's doing at at the age of I think what is he thirty nine now, thirty eight, thirty nine, mid late thirties. Yeah, so I mean, just as old as he is, and, and he's still as as able as he is. He he surprises me. He is. He does. Um, he is thirty nine years old. It, it would have been a lot of fun to watch those two together for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's let's jump over to the standings real quick before we get to All Star Weekend, because uh, as we get to the All Star break, usually what we see is we we get an All Star break, and right after we have teams really kick it into gear. That's what happened to the Lakers last year. That's why they were able to make such a a big run last year in the playoffs. Uh, and even even having to go through, let's see, last year they had to go through the the uh, tournament uh, to get tournament. into the the. Yeah. The playoffs, right? They didn't get a cakewalk. They had to fight their way in. Yeah. So if, if, if I mean, if if you can turn your season around, there, there's a lot of time to do it still. And and right now is the time where you start to see teams kick on the Jets and and take yeah. off. But let's start off in the West because we got uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, and and you and I were talking. Uh, it was that's always been the team that I followed the most. Uh, I always liked OKC because I'm an Oklahoma fan. So it was hard for me not to like OKC. And of course, back to the, you know, Russell Westbrook, KD days, uh, James Harden, uh, Serge Baca, all those guys down there. So that, that was always one of those teams that I always liked, but the Timberwolves were always kind of like the, the team that, that, yeah, like I always wanted to follow and I always, always kept up with them, always cheered for them because they're the closest ones to home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so love to see the Timberwolves sitting there at number one in the West right behind them though is OKC. You've got the Thunder sitting right behind them, right on their heels. Two really good teams. And here's something that was brought to my attention, too. Every single one of the starting five for Oklahoma City is 25 years of age or younger. That's incredible to me. Wow. And, and they are number two in the West uh, and really right there on, on the heels. Uh, they're 37 and 17. The Timberwolves are 38 and 16. If I remember correctly, too, the last time that they played each other, OKC came out on top. Uh, I, I might be wrong on that, but uh, I, I do recall them beating Minnesota. Um, so number three, we've got the Clippers, a very dangerous team. You've got Kawhi, PG-13. You've got uh, Russell, Russell Westbrook out there. Yeah. Um, Ru- Russell Wilson. Uh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, just another dangerous team when you look at the Clippers. They're sitting there at number three in the West. And number four in the West, you've got the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, with the Joker, uh, you're always going to be dangerous. All of these teams from number four to one are like a game or two apart. Yeah. That's that's insane to me how close that West is right now. They are very tough. And then, of course, you got the Phoenix Suns, who are uh, who are still just as, as competitive as, as always. Uh, and then you've got the Pelicans, who are kind of that sneaky good team mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And the Mavericks uh, sitting there at number seven. Uh, just you know, and and I don't know. I just I'm, I'm kind of surprised the Mavericks can't put it together. Uh, Me you, too. You've got a great owner. You've got 
Luka Doncic to, to work around. You've got Kyrie yeah. Irving now. Uh, so, I mean, just I, I'm not really sure what they're missing. I haven't seen enough of the Mavericks to really to really uh, uh, criticize or or to praise them in one way or the other. But all of these teams, uh, you know, really, you can even go down to the 10th seed Golden State Warriors or the 9th seed uh, Lakers over there right now as it stands. The top 10 have a very good shot uh, 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 there in the playoffs. I, I don't. I, I, there's not a whole lot separating the top ten in the West, and even the Utah Jazz right below them, and the and the eleventh seed right now. So I mean, they're in the ranked eleventh. So I mean, just the Western Conference looks incredibly tough right now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read off the Eastern Conference as well, real quick. Of course, Boston sitting there at number one, the best in the league right now. Um, I, I don't think that that comes with much debate. Then you've got Cleveland right behind them at number two, Milwaukee number three. That's a fun team, especially with adding Damian Lillard. Ooh, uh, watch out for Milwaukee. Okay. And you've got the Knicks looking really good at number four. The Sixers without Embiid still looking just fine at number five. Got the Miami Heat doing their thing at number six. Then you've got uh, our guy, uh, Jonathan Jay Isaac, Isaac. the Orlando Magic at number seven. Um, and the Pacers at eight, the Bulls at nine, and Atlanta Hawks with Trey Young uh, at number 10. So, I mean, really, you look at number 7 through 10 of the East, and then you look at number 7 through 10 of the West, the West looks dang good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't know. Uh, what what teams do you look at do you think have the have the uh, the biggest surge after the All-Star break? Whether you want to look at the East or the West, uh, what what teams do you think might have the biggest surge and, and really propel themselves into the, into the postseason? San Antonio Spurs. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean, that like, dumpster fire over there. Yeah, that's just something else. I mean, looking at, the, I'm morally focused on the Western Conference of the situation. Just because absolutely, we I got, think they're going to win it this year. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I As mean, always. yeah, no kidding. I mean, take it for granted. We got the opportunity to go up to Minneapolis and we watched the Minnesota Timberwolves play against Jonathan Isaac and the Orlando Magic. That was a unbelievable atmosphere. I would. Me and Josh will definitely be back, to say the least. But, I mean, I think after the All-Star break, it's so hard to pick just because any of these teams can really just come out of nowhere and just completely burn the door down. But, I mean, if I had to pick one – go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, if I had to pick one particular team – I think the Suns can easily come up out of this. I mean, take it for granted they're they're in the top five, but I mean, still, I mean, having KD down down the Sun Valley, I mean, KD is always putting up great numbers. I mean, even on his off days, he's still putting up pretty halfway decent numbers. I mean, you look at this time. I mean, you said it the best after All Star Weekend and the break. A lot of these teams, they just come out of the woodworks and just completely burn the doors down. So, yeah. I mean, if I had to pick one team from the West, it's definitely the Phoenix Suns. But if I had to pick on the on the um, on the other side in the East, I would honestly, I like to pick the Orlando Magic with it. Just, I I know I watched their game last night. It wasn't it wasn't the prettiest game. They had to go but, against OKC though, man. I mean, that's, yeah, that's they, they are just a tough team right now. That's tough. I mean, honestly, I, I want to say with looking at how the Lakers and the Warriors are both playing right now, we just saw uh, a, a big three-point, uh, you know, at the last minute for Steph to win a game the other night. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm drawing a blank on who that was against now. 
Um, but you know, a, a big he's been playing lights out here recently. It looks like they're really getting hot going into the break, which is perfect. That's exactly what you want to do. You want to get hot going into the break, and then you get that little break to cool down and, and, and let yourself, you know, kind of take it easy for a little while. You got like a what a week off, something like that, close to it. Close to um, a week. So, you know, you, you you get a nice little vacation, all-star break, go into all-star weekend and have fun, uh, and and just relax. Then you come out and you kick the jets back on. You burn it full, you know, full, full heat, uh, all, all in. Um, with those two teams, how they're looking going into the All Star break with the Lakers and the Warriors, I think these two are teams. They're not going to be at the bottom of the West. I can tell no. you that much. Uh, when I look at Sacramento, Dallas, uh, New Orleans, uh, Phoenix, and Denver, all, all of those teams, I, I think they have something to worry about when, when, when it comes time to seeding. Just because I think that those two teams between the, the, the Lakers and the Warriors, I think they can boost themselves ahead of quite a few of those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, if, it, if the standings were to stay the way that they are right now, OKC and the Timberwolves better be shaking in their boots because you're looking like you would have to play possibly the Lakers or the Warriors. For either of those two teams, you do not want to really any team right now. You don't want to play the, the Lakers or the Warriors in the playoffs right now. No, you um, don't. We saw what the Lakers did in the in-season tournament. They turned on the Jets. They really wanted to win that more than anyone. Yeah, uh, and and you know, I, I know it's nothing much, but looking at the way that they played that, I, I, and then just knowing what LeBron's going to do with that team to get them ready for the playoffs, uh, I, I definitely think those two teams are going to be a lot of fun. But you want to jump into the All-Star weekend? Why not? All right, let's talk about first Steph versus Sabrina. When this first came out, uh, Sabrina Ionescu, for those who don't know, an amazing college basketball player. She was basically Caitlin Clark to college, women's college basketball before Caitlin Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I don't think she's quite as good. Uh, I'm not saying that. I think Caitlin she's Clark is just an animal. She's, she was very good, though. Uh, Sabrina Ionescu brought a lot of eyes to women's college basketball like Caitlin Clark is right now. Uh, she is a phenomenal player, a great three-point shooter. When I first saw this, uh, so she said something about, uh, I'm, I'm going to step back to the NBA three as well. If that's the case, give me Steph. I will put my life savings on it, and I will win as much money as I possibly can out of this because there's no way she is going to beat Steph from the NBA three. But the way it's lined out now is you've got her shooting women's balls from the women's uh, three-point line, Steph shooting men's balls from the men's three-point line. Uh, so even playing field, Steph versus Sabrina. Let me also paint another picture. The WNBA had their all-star weekend, and Sabrina uh, Ionescu also shot the three-point challenge during that. And out of 30 points, she scored 27. Cool. That is a stupid score. That is like a Larry Bird score. Uh, I, I mean, just right now. It's 27 just, more than I did. Just crazy. But, I mean, what do you make of this? Do you think this is a, a, pr- a pretty good move by both the NBA and WNBA to kind of bring this kind of attraction uh, to two hot three-point shooters against each other? I like the factor. It definitely changes something up a little bit in the NBA All-Star. I mean, we're obviously all just used to the three-point contest, the dunk competition, the All-Star the celebrity game, but I mean, this is definitely something to where you can definitely change the factors up a little bit. And I think you can you can draw on a lot more viewers to get in this kind of uh, this kind of perspective. But it's definitely cool to see the NBA do something a little bit and incorporate the WNBA's perspective and bring them into All Star Weekend. And it 
it it definitely is nice to see something a little bit different. Like nothing against the NBA and just having the same kind of stuff what you usually see every year, week in and week out. But I like this factor and I mean I'm still not gonna take my money off of Steph Curry. It's like it's like you saying you're gonna take money against Patrick Mahomes in overtime. That's just a ridiculous move. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean I mean looking at this, it's definitely fun to say the least, and it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's a really fun, really fun move that they're making. Uh, like you said, just kind of adding something extra. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. I think this might be the one that I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, they, I think they did a really good job with the marketing on this this contest. Um, and you know, it's just it, it's fun that they're both. Uh, so if if they would have put Sabrina out on the three point line, I would have just I would have rolled my eyes at this. Uh, if they yeah. would have put her out on the on the the NBA three point line, uh, and if she was shooting men's balls, I just no, I, I would have rolled my eyes at this, and you're stupid. Why are you even doing this? If she wins, it is absolutely rigged. Um, but the fact that they're doing that from their own respective three-point lines, uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I think Steph wins just because he's used to the fire. He's used to the heat. He's used to, used to the big lights being on him, shining mm-hmm. down on him, and, and, and all eyes on him. So I don't think any pressure comes to Steph on this one. But uh, another fun thing with – all-star weekend is that they're going to have a completely led floor i'm interested to see how this is responsive to the the the, the uh basketball shoes Bad. that they're wearing yeah how how, how well they they you know, make sure that they don't they don't uh, slip and slide on there and stuff like that i would imagine they probably took all of this into into effect and they probably tested it out already but i think this is going to be pretty cool they're going to have different different uh, graphics and stuff going on on the led floor they're going to have uh different color floors for each contest going on and stuff. And so, I mean, just the, the, the aspect, the, the technology that they're putting into this, it's, a, it's insane to me to think about all that they're putting into it. So I think that's a yeah. lot of fun. Um, but getting into All-Star Weekend, Jeremy, I'm going to start off with you. What's your favorite event when it comes to All-Star Weekend? Can I get an all the above answer? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've, if- got, uh, you've got celebrity game, you've got three-point contest, you've got dunk contest, you've got <laughs> skills contest, uh, and then now you're adding in this Steph for Sabrina, and then, of course, the All-Star game. Uh, I might be leaving some out, but I feel like those are all the, all the major ones. I mean... It's, it's a lot of fun. It, it's all a big bundle of fun. Back then, I mean, I still am a little bit to this day. I was always loving the dunk competition definitely but like looking at the part the participants for this year i looked it up it's jalen brown from the celtics uh jaquez jr from the heat mac mcclung who played in the g league in the oco magic and jacob tippen for the knicks you've got the reigning champ mac mcclung who shocked the nation last year when he won it that um, is true against I would say Jalen Brown would be your next guy up. Uh, I, yeah. I just, I would imagine, unless he just doesn't bring the heat. I mean, uh, so I'm just so used to um, Allen Iverson, Shaquille O'Neal, and all the old school good. Yeah, times like Blake, Blake Griffin. That was probably jumping I mean, over the car. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, obviously, I'm, I'm probably biased for that, but that was one of my favorites. Oh yeah, uh, you know, watching that one, uh, and then if of course I, it's not, you're I think the the Aaron Gordon uh, crap. Who was he going against? Aaron Gordon. Why am I drawing a blank? He ended up winning it. Man, that was like one of the best of all time, too. Uh, you guys throw it down in the comments. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna forget Please who it is. And I, I don't feel like looking it up. But yeah, dunk contest was definitely one of my favorites as a kid. Uh, we were talking about this on on the Belly Up After Dark last time that we did it, and I think. 
the celebrity game, the guys kind of kind of convinced me. I think I like the celebrity game. I like seeing the yeah. other celebrities out there. But uh, even though the celebrity game is a lot of fun, I think the skills challenge just because you see guys they have like the team events in it. You you ha- you see guys have to utilize several parts of their skills. They're not, they're not just shooting. They're not just dunking or yeah. anything like that. And so I, I kind of like that one. I think that's probably my favorite overall watching yeah. and it's just fun. It's, it's kind of like you and I were sitting there watching the quarterback uh, challenge where they, they have to yeah. hit the targets for the pro bowl. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I think, I think the NBA does pretty well overall. I, I know a lot of people complain about the NBA all-star break, but I, I think they do a pretty good job. The one I don't care for, I don't really care for the NHL all-star weekend as much I, I think they could add some more pizzazz to it, it more uh, yeah. i'm not sure exactly where you go with it to, to boost it more but um they could they could definitely amp that one up but i like the all the nba all-star weekend a lot yeah definitely um but yeah i mean just overall i, th- I think the celebrity game I, f- I forget who all is in that one but it's it's fun watching guys uh whenever they bring other athletes in we i was gonna say i think too. they have some people that are like are from like soccer or like a different sport that are coming into it um yeah they usually Steve always have some, some NFL Parsons guys I feel, like, in it. I feel like dk metcalf is in it this year so that's going to be a lot of fun um but let's go ahead and jump over to some ufc news uh we still don't have news on ufc 300 um the ufc 298 is going to be very we fun this weekend um, so maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll try to get another episode out. We've been lacking here recently. Maybe we'll try to get another episode out so we can talk some NHL. Maybe we'll also have an, an episode talking about the UFC 298 coming up because looking at that fight card, uh, we're going to be watching that one live out at the Sasquatch Cave. So make sure you, you come out there, uh, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll have to, to watch out there with us. It's well, going to be a lot of the fun. right date. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we've got some news outside of the fighting in the octagon though, because we have news that uh, the UFC middleweight fighter Cedricas Dumas was arrested Tuesday morning with charge of battery, uh, according to Escambia County in Florida and uh, the jail records. Uh, he's being held without bond. He's scheduled to be on, on uh, be in court on March 5th per the records. Uh, it says that Dumas uh, posted a video on his Facebook page late Monday night or early Tuesday of him appearing to be confronted by law enforcement. An officer told Dumas uh, that police got a disturbance call from a woman who said her boyfriend was banging on her door and ringing the doorbell. Uh, and he said that I'm not her boyfriend, so that wasn't me, Dumas told the officer. And then uh, he said, we've been broken up. We're not, we're not together. I'm just effing walking. Uh, and then later, Demas said, w- uh, "What you, you trying to say? I hit her, or something? Uh, please don't. I'm trying to trying to censor this." Uh, he says, "Please don't play with me like that." Uh, so ultimately, he's charged here with battery, um, and, and so I, by the accusations, allegedly he would he hit her. Uh, and, and if you're a UFC fighter, this is just crazy. Um, you have the opportunity in the octagon to let out all of your violence. That's the main thing that I think is good about sports like UFC and other combat sports. And even, even some sports like, like football where you get to tackle the other guys, even basketball, you get to let your aggression on the court. You can't be too physical with it, but Mm -hmm. there's, there's ways to let out your aggression. That's the biggest thing that I, I'm a proponent for in, in sports as, as a whole. Uh, And so it sucks to see this happen. Uh, As of right now, this is all, this is all, uh, you know, he's allegedly, uh, you know, he's accused. Um, so it's, it's, it's all kind of in the hands of the court right now. But the fact that he's in without bond, um, 
that kind of tells a little bit more of the story. Maybe they have more evidence than uh, we would hope, you know, just because he's such a big name right now and, and fighting, mm-hmm. for the, you know, in the, in the UFC. But uh, what do you make of this, man? Cedricus Damas being arrested on, on charge of battery. I mean, you're a trained UFC fighter. And take take it for granted, like if me me or Josh were to like throw a punch, like it would it would ring your bell a little bit, but like you take a shot from a trained professional UFC fighter, I would just hold up the white flag and just wave it and just say, please don't hit me. I mean, I understand tempers can flare and when your mind's going a million miles an hour, you can make that unright decision and in this situation to me he was i wouldn't say caught up in the moment but he just he just didn't simply think about it and made the right decision in this type of situation here and one thing that's for sure is i can i can guarantee you for a fact speaking for myself josh and even blake if there's one thing you should never do is put your hand on a woman yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I hope that that all these are just accusations and they get dropped Me because too. I hate to hear about stories like this. And if that's the case, that sucks for him that he was brought into all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's, it's just terrible. If if it is true, man, just what what are you thinking? What are you thinking? You got to get you got to get your your mind in the right place. Um, but uh, on other news for UFC, like I said, we are going to have another episode where we try to talk about UFC 298. Uh, we didn't have quite enough time tonight to talk more about it, so we're definitely going to have to make sure we throw in another one for an extra episode this week since we have kind of been lacking here in the last couple of weeks, here in February, uh, just as a whole. But just yeah. busy schedules, a lot going on. But, guys, you can support us and 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 help us more. You can go to rising2.com slash shop. That's R-I-S-I-N-G-T-O dot com slash shop. You can check out all kinds of merchandise. We're adding more. We've got some Chiefs merchandise in there right now for that that says back-to-back, so you can check that out. Uh, go check out the, the merch over there at rising2.com slash merch. That's one great way to support us. You can also support us by becoming a member here on YouTube right now. Uh, that's the, a great way to support us. And uh, you just you just go down and click that link down below where it says that you can join. Uh, and just go ahead and do that to support us. You can become a member and help further our our goals here with rising to the occasion we can bring you more content when you do that uh, and there's going to be exclusive content for our members you also get early access to all of our videos as soon as they are uploaded you get them right away so you don't have to wait like all these chumps who don't pay for a membership um, so it, it helps us out a lot and we want to do more for you as a listener so whenever you become a member we're also going to do things like giveaways specifically and only exclusively for our members. So please please uh, consider becoming a member today. Uh, we do thank everybody for all the support you have given us already. A free and easy way to help support us is by hitting that like button, hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, you can always help us out by giving us a five-star review. Uh, and you can also give us a review over on our website. That just gives us a little bit of a heads up that you're watching. Uh, so if you don't have an option to give a five-star review, you can always do that at our, our website, rising2.com. Um, but guys, we thank you all so much for everything that you do. You can hit that subscribe button. You can uh, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, X, formerly known as Twitter, all of that fun stuff. So please check us out and keep on showing us your support. We thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.